Hi, readers. Welcome to Books Connect Us from Penguin Random House. This is a podcast about staying connected with each other and the stories and authors who inspire us. Jose Pimienta was raised in Mexicali, Baja, California, and now resides in Los Angeles, California, where he works on comics and storyboards for animation and film. Suncatcher is his debut novel as an author and illustrator. A story filled with music, passion, supernatural secrets, and family, Suncatcher brings to life a contemporary story of life in Mexicali with a supernatural twist and a lot of music. Now let's join senior editor Whitney Leppard in conversation with Jose Pimienta. Hey, Jose, how are you hey, doing Whitney, today? How are you? I'm doing very well. How are, how are you doing over there? How's, uh, how are you? It, the weather is he- getting cool here in New York. Uh, how is everything happening in Los Angeles right now? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, on fire. It's, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where like, I want to say that like, uh, fortunately I'm in a, I'm in a very fortunate place where like, it's, you know, like I have my health and I'm in a safe, uh, I'm, I'm in a safe area, but I also want to recognize that it's, you know, that, that, that a lot of people are going through a lot. So like, it's a, uh, so for some reason saying things are fine, it feels like underplaying, um, what a lot of people are going through. So like, I don't even want to touch that, yeah. uh, but, uh, but I am, I am healthy. Uh, I am well, um, yeah. So, uh, and and you're busy. You have so many things that you're working on. I uh, I uh, living the dream. It's uh, they they don't tell you that the dream is uh, is very busy. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I tend I keep myself occupied <laughs> for sure. Well, I I love it. Of course, I love it as I get to work with you on stuff that keeps you occupied. Um, <laughs> Uh, so for today, we're going to be talking about Suncatcher, which just came out this summer, uh, a book that me and you both love, clearly. Um, and so kind of just wanted to talk to you uh, about the book. And uh, for anyone who's listening in, do you think you could give a quick synopsis for uh, what the book's about? So uh, so Suncatcher is the story of Beatrice, who is a teenage musician, and she discovers that her grandfather's soul is trapped inside a guitar, and the only way to set him free is by playing the song that he never got to write. And this is also con- causing conflict between uh, with the rest of her band. And the story takes place in early 2000s Mexicali, Mexico. And it's a book that I'm very proud of, and it's a dream come true to see it in uh, in publication. So, yeah, I mean, it is a book you definitely should be proud of. I know that one of my favorite things about whenever uh, looking at it and whenever I got a chance to to read it uh, was that it's the you have such a unique like display of use of color, such a unique like way that you do storytelling, and you definitely take advantage of the graphic novel format. So I'd be curious about like, were there things that you had in consideration as you were putting this book together um, that made it this beautiful package that it is today? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, with the format, I, I appreciate you saying that because like it's, uh, it's one of the things where like the storytelling format, I think that it's very conventional in the sense of like, it's panel to panel. Like, I rarely do any kind of panels overlapping. I rarely do anything of that. Sometimes I'll break the panel border or something like that. And that's because to me, one of the most important things is clarity. So I try to keep things as, you know, as clear as possible. And the easiest thing for me, is also just to make sure that it's, you know, I try to follow like a very, uh, like, like a, a very specific format of like, it's, it's three tiers on a page. 
Uh, it's trying to keep in mind of the pacing. Um, and, and I think that that has worked out in, in the advantage of making sure that I can just play more with like whatever the actor, whatever the characters are, you know, are performing or whatever it is like that, that you need to convey. And with the coloring, this isn't a secret or anything, but like I'm still very insecure in my coloring abilities. And I think that a lot of that stems because uh, I used to think of coloring as painting or like it's a, or wanting to like make it as rendery as possible or wanted to make it as um, as realistic as possible. And that end, like there's a lot of amazing artists that can do that very well and they are masters at it. And, um, but uh, eventually I realized that, that it was causing me a hinging. So what I decided to do instead is just to set a, uh, set a specific amount of parameters in which to keep uh, in which to keep my coloring options to um, to a certain amount, and what I did is that uh, I went on a forum on a Facebook forum. It's not an endorsement, but um, I went on a Facebook forum that that it's uh, that it's for Mexicali artists or like a, a caricature artist from Mexicali, and I asked the general question of like if you had to if you had to represent Mexicali with a limited palette, like what colors would you choose? And almost unanimously, like I got a very specific set of answers. A lot of people were saying like yellows and oranges because mm -hmm. it's desert, because it's hot, because, you know. And then a few other people made, um, made additional suggestions. Someone said like, maybe a purple for like dark skies or like maybe like those beautiful rose, uh, land, those rose sunsets that we have. Uh, and yeah, Mexicali has beautiful sunsets. Unfortunately, it's due to pollution. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, so I just very much went with that and then just uh, tried to keep it in that sense. And like, I think it worked for the better. And it also allowed me to play with color combinations. Uh, and to this yeah. point, like, yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's what I was, I was going to say. I was just like, I find that very interesting because whenever, like me, whenever we went over the book together and we talked about like, different scenes and stuff like that I felt like your limited color palette actually really helped with the scenes because you have this slow buildup where like you have like these quiet moments and then you have like the buildup of whenever Beatrice's uh obsession with music and trying to play that uh perfect song kind of ends up like you know building up more stress for for her life but then also for the reader who's right. going like what's happening to this character and so I thought you did a really good job of using those limited colors to kind of set the mood as the reader goes along with the story. Uh, so I think it's very interesting about like how you came across those colors. Uh, yeah, like it's uh, what I ended up doing is that uh, I uh, I made just like this very uh, this very straightforward color chart, and it's it really is just like like it looks like a color palette almost like it's like like very rudimentary where it's just a yellow, a darker yellow, and an and a <laughs> in a browner yellow and then there's an orange and a darker orange and then there's a pink and then there's other colors throughout the uh, the book that are more significant um you know it's it's on the cover so this isn't a spoiler or anything but like red is very specific to one element um uh green pops in here and there but only again to a very specific character and mm -hmm. and so on and so forth so i just like and blue is like you know, to, to it's it's meant to represent like a very specific thing throughout the book. But the yeah, like most of the book is just in this very specific palettes. And then, you know, it's just depending on how I'm arranging it. Like sometimes the characters have this colored hair or like this color skin or this color shirt and so on. So Yeah. Well I think you did a great job with that. And I think that uh building on to like those character moments, you know, it 
it also helped build up like the different themes that you can kind of get across in the story. I know one thing that uh, I took from the story was like the theme of like passion and personal health and sometimes how like that my passion might come at the cost of personal health. So it's like passion versus obsession, um, which, you know, I'm, I am sure you're, you're completely aware of as someone who is in like the art space, the creative space, also someone who, you know, <laughs> knows many other creative people. Um, was, was that something, was that a goal going into the story or were there like other themes that you wanted to focus on whenever you decided to make Suncatcher? Uh, I think that, that, I mean, for anyone, like, it's, this is something that we encounter in art school a lot, right? For us, like, it's, it's almost, I mean, unfortunately, it is a myth that I'm, I'm glad to see that nowadays, and I see this a lot more online, where, like, I'm glad that it's a myth that is slowly but surely being dismantled, and I think that's very important of, like, you, you don't have to suffer for your, for, in order to create something meaningful and beautiful, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure that that can get into, like, a bunch of other conversations. With some catchers specifically, um, I think that that was always at the, uh, I think that that was always like a thing that I was trying to get at and I was trying to figure out how to write that during the process of this book. Because uh, again, like, I think that that's one, one, of those, one of those things that you just learn, unfortunately, you learn with age or it's, the, and, and you shouldn't. Um, but uh, I think that the themes that I was more focused on was the, the, uh, the importance of music, the significance of the emotional ties that music can bring amongst other people the importance mm -hmm. of coming to terms with with something like something in your family or something in your family history that it's sometimes difficult to either grapple with and i mean in this book it's like it's nothing like oddly severe or intense but it is significant and important like for uh, for, for this character and like what music means in that sense uh and i think that i was also trying to get into like that um that element of the importance or the binding that a passion can bring to a to a found family but also mm -hmm. with other family values to it because i mean the book also talks a lot about the the importance of being in a band or the important in parentheses a unified close group of friends you know like and it's in how why and why that's important like it's important to listen to each other it's important to respect each other it's important to listen what others bring to the table and this is all peppered throughout the book we don't have to get into the specifics <laughs> but um but i think that like when i start first started going in i had a vague idea of like i just want to talk about music and then as i was writing it i was starting to find these uh these these things that i that eventually became very prominent and very significant in the book so mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love all that. I think another thing that really stood out to me with the book is that you're, you know, you're from Mexicali and the book itself, I remember when I read it, it kind of felt like a love letter to Mexicali. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, as someone who's never been there, but like, who knows you, it was one of those things being like, I, I thought you, you know, you did a great job showing this place, like this very specific place in the world, but it also resonates with me as a reader who has never been there, but mm. like, I feel like I got to go there in the story, but I also understood, you know, the characters, the, like the characters, just because it was set in Mexicali doesn't mean that this story couldn't have happened anywhere else. It just, it just felt like kind of like your love letter to the city that you're from 
and uh, I don't I don't know if that was intentional, but that's oh, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely, like that that was very much intentional, and I mean it's without having to go too much into it, like it's, uh, it, it's uh, that seems to be something that I'm kind of st- working my way into is to talk about my hometown because I love it so much. And especially now uh, because of where we are in the world and where we are in this timeline, uh, I miss my hometown. I miss my, I miss my friends. I miss my family um, in more ways than I can, that, that, that we need to talk about in this podcast. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like it's um, and again, like it's gonna sound like it kind of sounds like this is the plug-in, right? Of like the book is about how much I love music and why I want to talk about that. Yeah, I definitely wanted to write about something that is very personal and that I feel very passionate about, and why Mexicali reflects that, and why I think that Mexicali is very much worth taking a look at, and why it deserves more attention. Um, and, and like it's uh. And again, like, I, 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 it's kind of difficult to have this conversation without having to point out, like, A, what's going on in the border right now, B, what's going on to a lot of people um, in, in border situations and in, 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 the, in, in that topic. But also just whenever there's a type of conversation about the border or border towns or, uh, or Mexico, like, whenever I look at media, like, I almost feel like they're not going to talk about Mexico. They're going to talk about these other great towns, <laughs> these other places in Texas, these other places in the Baja, these other places in Arizona. Like, like, but I always feel like Mexicali is left out of the conversation. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we're here too. <laughs> so, so this uh, is your, 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 your love letter to your hometown, but also just like a, a recognition into like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Because like it's, <laughs> every, and, and that's like one of those things of like, if I could have made the book longer, I would have gone more into talking about Mexicali. But as you know... <laughs> a 400-page kind of graphic novel oh. just with... <laughs> oh, it's... Uh, yeah, like it's if just... Yeah illustrating landmarks and illustrating <laughs> characters would be just like yeah it's yeah. again we this we don't need to go into about this podcast but like it's actually, we've that's amazing. Well, for, so for anyone who's listening in, um, who's going to be picking up Suncatcher for the first time, uh, what should they expect before they dive into the book? They should expect um, a very determined look at uh, at a depiction of music and the emotion that music evokes uh i think that uh, i'm just gonna toot a horn here uh <laughs> i think i did a really good job at portraying at visualizing what music can look like mm-hmm. um i think that you can go in expecting i mean i don't know if this is a stereotype or if this is like a cliche or anything but like a very youthful look at the uh, at the at the evocative call of music. Uh, I think that they should expect a very personal story. I think that they should, uh, I think that they would expect like it's, uh, yeah, like it's um, uh, fun. It's, it's fun, it's a fun, it's, it's fun, it's fun, it's a fun book. It's, it's, it, uh, it is a fun book. If anyone <laughs> picks it up, they're gonna, they're gonna absolutely love it. It's, you know, I, I personally think it's one of my favorite YA books of the year. So, oh, thank you. I mean, I might be a little biased. Let's all be. No, honest. yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, your fingerprints are very uh, are, are very marked in the in this book. Like, in, in in case anyone listening doesn't know, like uh, Whitney did an amazing job help, uh, in editing this book. It's just like it's. 
Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. But, but we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Seth. I mean, we could. <laughs> like, so, because it's, uh, which, you know, and we should. Uh, <laughs> well, as we, as we, you know, go into, so like, we're, hopefully everyone who's listening in feels enticed and wants to pick up Suncatcher. Uh, are there any other books that you would recommend to people who are listening in now? Um, who are just books that you just genuinely love and think it's something people should pick up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people that is constantly changing the, the title of their favorite book depending on what I'm reading. Uh, up until a while ago, I would love everyone to pick up a copy of Kiss Number 8. Like, that is still, like, one of those books that just, oh, my gosh. Like, it gave me so many smiles and so many tears. And, like, it's just one of the most important books out there. Yes. For, for everybody, like YA and adults, like everyone should, uh, should take a look at that book. It's, it's magnificent. Um, I just finished reading a bit ago, uh, The Heart of Tomorrow, which is, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, like it's, it's both amazing and I think the word terrifying fits it very well, but, but it's not a scary, it's not a scary book. It's like, it's, it's also just very sweet and amazing. Um, I just finished reading uh, the most recent, um, this is a book from Iron Circus titled um, uh, The Harrowing of Hell. It's also, uh, it's beautifully illustrated and it's a very wonderful take on, on, on that scripture. Uh, I'm kind of going all over the place right now. Oh, I, I'm currently reading a, a Map to the Sun. It's oh. so good, it's so good. It's, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, you definitely. I haven't check yet, it. but that's it's uh, definitely on my list of books to check out. Yeah, um, it hasn't come out yet, but can I can I throw in other plugins for 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 books that are coming out? Like it's yeah. a, uh, the Magic Fish, like, like <laughs> the Magic Fish. Everyone should also check out that book. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's a wonderful story, uh, and you know, like it's. I mean. Which light bright me to tears? I, I know that these are books that you recognize, and you know, like it's. Uh, and again, like I don't want to, like, it, yeah. Which light brought me to tears? It's also an amazing book. Uh, gosh, there's some. It's look, comics are literature. Pick up as many as you can. <laughs> read as much as you can. There's a lot of amazing books out there. Jose, thank you so much for joining us today and for talking about Suncatcher, which is a truly amazing book. And mm. you know, thank you for putting your heart and your soul and your talent into this book. And I hope everyone who's listening in gets to pick up a copy and enjoy it as much as I have. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Books Connect Us. For more great book recommendations and information about your favorite authors, feel free to follow Penguin Random House on social media or visit penguinrandomhouse.com. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps more listeners to find our show. This podcast is produced by Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. I've been Aaron Leaf, and until next time, this has been Books Connect Us. <laughs>